0: Um, first of all, everybody on Twitter is so nice to us. Dude, what the fuck? We don't deserve that. We very, very
1: much appreciate it,
0: but we don't deserve it. And you guys are the best, like for real, for
1: real. I can shout out Twitter. Like the more time I spend on Twitter, the less time I want to spend on LinkedIn specifically. I haven't, yeah, I haven't been
0: on LinkedIn at all this week. I've still been tagged in things, but like I haven't been like engaging or posting it because I'm just not scrolling there anymore.
1: It's because all of the content is the same and it's homogeneous and it's not actually saying anything and it's not entertaining because no one wants to have fun. People just want to be helpful or like teach someone something. And I'm like, there's a time and a place for sure. But sometimes I just want a freaking meme in between like marketing Twitter posts, you know? Sure, totally. And I think on Twitter,
0: people are just much more likely to just say it yeah obviously like yeah just better yeah, yeah. twitter is great marketing, great. marketing all of twitter rocks. is great
1: it's just nice to have like you can follow so many there's so much different so there are so many different kinds of content on twitter whereas there is only one type of content on linkedin
0: uh, a thousand percent a thousand percent
1: yes all right that's a good segue <laughs>
0: Yes. So uh, this week's episode, we decided to go a little less spicy, but it probably will still be just as spicy. We want to talk about how everybody's like able to work remotely right now and still feel attached to your company. It's a lot. It's not new. Like we've been working from home now for what eleven months. We've been. And, <laughs> yeah, like
1: eleven months. It, girls have been like eight. <laughs> Feels like eleven now. Oh my god! I
0: literally feels like since January. Okay, well, since March, yeah, so eight months. Um, I don't know. It feels like eight years to be honest. It's not new. Like we're not. This isn't for the first time that we're doing this. And there's a lot that comes with that. That I think that I'm still not over, which is crazy. Like it's been eight months. I should be over it by now and used to it, but I'm just not. Like not being able to crack jokes, like sitting at your desk with your coworkers, it's It's really hard. It's been interesting. There's like work and personal dynamics and people, like you can't just Slack and like hear people laugh. Like that's one of my favorite things about Slack, hearing the giggles of the people in the office and the desks next to you. But We are in this industry for a reason. It's for the people and the personalities. So like, obviously people still have personalities, but how do you get that out of your coworkers
1: now that you're not sitting next to each other? Right. Like the communication methods are drastically different, but there's... Still ways to feel connected to your coworkers, especially if you're like Bridget and me and you're in a new work environment where like you didn't have the time in person to like let them know how fun you were. <laughs> like I was in the Alice office for two and a half weeks and I was just trying not to make sure that they thought that I was weird. like I just like wanted them to know that I was like there for to work and whatever um and so we've talked about this in previous episodes but we look for companies where we can be friends with our coworkers. like we want that to be part of our working dynamic it's really important to us and so not every internet relationship is going to be as beautiful as mine and Bridget like that's unfortunate but it's the truth so like let's talk about how we can create adult friendships, (laughs) like remotely and online with our coworkers who we have no problem like talking about business projects with, but like, it's weird to ask to get to know someone a little bit more over Slack, you know? So like, we'll probably complain about things like as you do so that you don't feel like you're alone in your feels, but we'll also offer up some advice as, as we like to do. It's, it's both. We do both dichotomy of self-control and cheese. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, man. All right. So how are you staying connected with your team right now, Sarah? So my team, I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky that my team is one, tiny. There are five other people on my team besides me. And two, just full of goddamn delights. Every single one of them. Like, it's just Freaking lovely, uh, and so we try and do a morning stand up, like at least three to four times a week, just to see each other and like talk. And the cool thing about Alice is that the start of the start and end of our meetings are generally not work related. Uh, that doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from one person on the team. It's just kind of a habit. But like, it wasn't always like that. I'm now eight or nine. Like I'm eight months into this role, essentially. However long the pandemic's been, that's how long I've worked at Alice. And it didn't start off this personal. It takes time for people to like understand your quirks and you have to kind of like slowly introduce your humor style in pockets and conversations uh, and then it can come out. So essentially morning standup, we we vibe, we hang out. Um, I've gotten lunch once with one person on my team. We like got salads and sat in the common and like did it safely and it was like... It was really nice. And it's nice that a lot of the team is Boston-based so that we can plan an asocially distant activity when the weather is nice. But I think also having one-on-one conversations with not just people on your team, but people you kind of have friend crushes on in the organization too. So I'm not always amazing at like slacking someone and just being like, hey, can we like, let's just, let's just hop on a Zoom. I really Appreciate who you are as a person. I got to do one of those like friend date type things this week with this woman who works at Alice and she's so freaking cool. And it was like the best conversation ever. But like those conversations, you would happen like tap someone on the shoulder, talk in the kitchen, like that sort of thing. And it's taken eight months for us to have like a one on one conversation. So it just like takes longer because we're not all up in each other's business all the time.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a little self conscious to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly self-conscious. Obviously, it's not shocking that like, I like to be friends with my coworkers. They're, again, like there's a reason we are in this industry. And for me, one of the biggest draws here, because I didn't start here, but one of the biggest draws was everybody's the same age. Mm-hmm. And like, we're all going through the same things, but like we grew up in the same time. So yeah. I, feel like I just, it's something, it's common ground, right? And it's just so nice to be around. God, we spend so much time at work where else am I supposed to find friends at this point? Like, so it's like, I want to be invested in people. I want people to be invested in me. I think it just creates better relationships, especially in working relationships. But I, I do, I am that person now that like, because I don't really know them personally yet. I like, I'm sitting on Slack, like waiting for the moment to like make the one liner so that I'm funny.
1: Right. And, but that also comes with like, doing your job well so that you can then present at some more meetings and like let your personality shine too like this is this is still our career podcast of like doing well and so and it's yeah so just waiting for the one-liners is my life (laughs) we do um morning stand-ups
0: like you guys do and normally it's a mix of like personal and work stuff and that i also got extremely lucky my team is four of us total and we're all so similar that it's, we, you know, we laugh at the same jokes and all that. So it's like, couldn't have been a better environment for me, but that almost makes me like miss being in the office more with them because I never got that. Um, I miss having lunch with people and like sitting in the kitchen and talking about whatever. Like, it just feels weirder to have that conversation into my computer instead of in person with somebody. As far as the rest of the company, that's been a little bit harder for me just because, like, so I literally know no one. I That's, what I think, where I get self-conscious is because I'm, like, people know who I am but don't really know. So, like, I don't know don't how to, to, to like,
1: present myself. And then you don't want to assume that they know, like, what you do or, like, where yeah. like what you focus so on. I just,
0: I just like to fly under the radar if people yeah. have questions, like, obviously I just want to be open on. So I I am in a, a little bit more active than some people on my team in the bigger Slack channels because I'm like, oh, I want marketing to have a focus or function in this Slack channel. Like might as well be me to do it, whatever. But like, I want people to know that I'm here to do a job and I'm excited to be here. And, um, actually our CEO mentioned our podcast in the last all hands meeting and I like died. I was like, what? I'm sorry, but like, you don't even know me. And he put a coffee chat cal- thing on my calendar for December. And that means like so much to me. But anyways, how I'm getting into meeting the rest of the people in the company is building it into my goals to work with sales on a project and work with success on a project. Like I brought that to my manager and I said, I want to work with other people. So I don't feel like this.
1: Mm-hmm. He was
0: like, absolutely. And I got really involved early with the culture committees and the DEI communities and, and those things happening because I think it's a place to meet people that, uh, that are also passionate about those things. And I would naturally gravitate towards those people anyway, whether we were in the office or not. So yeah.
1: I think it's also like helped. it's tough to like suss out who like how people feel about the conversations that you've had and like where yes. they draw the line in terms of friendship. But it's just like, I don't, but like classic me, I just like, don't like until we've like defined the relationship. I'm like, we're probably just strangers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm the opposite of that, but I'm going through the exact same thing because I'm like, I can't reach out to these people. Like they. I must no. Like the way that I speak in Slack too, like they don't need to see that like right away. I'd rather like meet them as a normal person and get that weird like quasi introduction where you like walk around the office and you're like, hi, I'm Bridget. I'm a normal person before I send you like the weirdest memes in the library. Right. Right. My Slack persona is like, I mean, it's the most me, but like people have to know that I'm good at my job and function outside of like being just a degenerate. Like,
1: yeah. yeah like the first impression I want you to have of me is that I like know what I'm doing and I'm here to like help and then I want it to be like cherry on top I'm also a fucking delight
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I'm also funny as fuck get on it let's go yeah it's going well yeah like like I said I'm self-conscious about it but like it couldn't be going better so I just need to like let go of the fact that it's not the same as what it would be if I was in the office because it just doesn't exist. Right. That's an expectation in my brain that doesn't actually exist. So just, I just have to take the win for what it is right now. And it's it's so good. Like I love my coworkers.
1: Good, yeah. I mean like good. That's, it's also, we like screened the company to make sure that we would like our coworkers, you know?
0: Correct. Yeah, we did all that
1: work on the front end, so I'm not shocked. what is so we both were very close with people that we worked with when we were very much so kind of trapped in an office we really like felt like we couldn't really leave mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now we're specifically trying to make friends well like a big in-office culture type of type yeah, of yeah. no you not that's in a bad the way. perfect ex, no it actually it's the perfect explanation for what <laughs> well, so and now we're doing literally the complete opposite. What do you feel has changed, like relationship-wise? Like, do you feel like it's harder to make connections when you do it deeper, or like, what do you what do you see as the difference between the relationships that you're making in person and in the office versus remote?
0: We've said it before on this podcast about our relationship, but there is something to be said about trauma bonding, like. <laughs> Everybody is going through the exact same weirdness with their work right now. Everybody is struggling with work-life balance. Every like So when I am trying to get close to somebody or like start to build a relationship with my coworkers at work, I kind of just like pick that as middle ground. I and mean, I know that nobody wants to talk about it, but it's like, this is something that I can relate to them like exclusively because we literally do the same job at the same company. Our circumstances are almost exactly the same. So it's nice to have that piece as like a, all right, we're all just kind of in this together, like surviving. And it kind of like just rallies the team around, like, we just have to get this job done and have fun doing it because we're stuck here. So I think it's actually really helped our team. Also, Interesting enough, two of the girls on my team were remote before, so they're used to this in a way, but also not used to obviously. Like, I we're just finding different things to bond on. I don't know. Uh, what about? I mean, what about
1: you? How have things been going? I had a lot of like work friends. You know how you had like class friends where you wouldn't hang out outside of work, but like you would stop by the desk yes. and be like, "Hey, like, what's up?" Hey, like what's going on? Like nah, nah, nah. and then you would like not think yep. about that conversation for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, you don't you don't have their phone number, but you right. know a lot about them.
1: Yeah. yeah, you like follow each other on Instagram, but like, you don't have their phone number. That sort of relationship Correct. where it's like you respond yep. to their Instagram stories, and you're like rude of you to not say hi when you were in town, but like you were busy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think I'm, I, I'm a floater by nature. So I like to have a bunch of different friend groups that I can just like boop on into and just like, so I think that's kind of what I was up to at Drift specifically. I think also, cause I was there for a long time and was part of the onboarding process. I knew almost everyone when I left out of almost 400 people. It was like nice. Cause I just, I have that middle child syndrome where I'm like, pay attention to me, like know who I am. <laughs> And so, like, they did, which was really cool. And I think coming to Alice, there are fewer of those kinds of conversations. Like, I can't just, like, randomly Slack someone and be like, hey, like, what's up? Without it being, like, an actual full conversation instead of, like, hey, how are right. you doing? Like, how's your weekend? Good? Great. You know? Right.
0: I have none of those, like, casual DMs where, like, you get in the morning and you, like, see that they're at their desk and you're like, hey, how is your night? Like, none of that is happening. Right. It's not
1: like AIM. Like, see, they're online and I'm like, hey. Like, no, it's like we're always all online. Like, or they have their notifications turned off and like, do not contact me.
0: (laughs) And I said it earlier a little bit about like, kind of feeling, what's the word for that? Opportunistic. Mm -hmm. I hate feeling that way because it's like, I have to wait until something happens in a Slack channel to be able to DM somebody to like, start building a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then maybe next time when something similar happens, like they'll, whatever, it's like, Oh, there's a very long game that you play but like you said like I'm not slacking people that I don't know like hey, hey how are you right it's like hey love that you said that in this meeting like, like it, it has always has to be has contextual. To have context it has to be about work like it's funny we have a um we have a we we have a joke now I guess apparently we have an inside joke on my team that, that. pulling a bridge is bringing it back to work which I find hilarious
1: but I think also that means that you're having like more legitimate conversations with people. And so then you're actually having, you can create those like kind of deeper sort of like relationship sort of things where you're not really doing the small talk. You're like having a conversation. And then I'm an extrovert, but I have a really hard time sometimes with conversations (laughs) where it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't have crazy questions up my ass to like break the silence. Like I'll sit in silence if I have nothing to say, but I think being able to reference back like stuff that you were both participants in helps with just like keeping the conversation going like for example my friend Jackie who listens to this my first real work love friend
0: her. Jackie I love, I love you i'm free friends with you now
1: she's <laughs> <laughs> my first real work friend and but in the beginning like all we could all we really had to talk about was was work things because we knew that our personalities were similar but we didn't know enough about like each other yet to have conversations and now one neither of us work together anymore uh and two we just but we've been friends for like two years at this point which is crazy yeah uh and she and we like have other stuff to talk about because like oh remember that one time where it's like oh yeah like the hip that i hurt when i was on that camping trip like that shit that like yeah, it just well, you're real friends. Time. Yeah, like we're real
0: really, 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 friends. <laughs> yeah, but, and we did a whole episode on that. Maybe it was a hot take. I can't It was a hot remember. take. Jordan is the same for me. Like yeah. we bonded over like, oh, we both really don't like these people at this company. So let's <laughs> talk about them. It's crazy how sometimes like I still talk to people from G2 every week at least. Like, yeah. and it's not just, I mean, there's obviously like a core group of us, but like it, it's been really nice to just be like, oh, we're all going to be in this Chicago tech scene for a minute. like, And I liked working with you and I like who you are as a person and I'd like to keep you around. And it's yeah. been really nice. I do though, interesting enough, in all hands meetings, I am somebody that turns my camera on because I'm new. I'm like, I want people to like be able to put a face to a name and also like, I have a great face, but yeah, <laughs> I face. just like, I want I want people to like know who I am. If they, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know. It's yeah. like a weird thing because I never did that at G2. I was never the person that had their camera on. But even if I'm sitting in silence, I'm like, okay, well, I'm here. That's what I look like. Um, so, okay. How do you think like you're doing with respecting your coworkers' boundaries?
1: I think because I take a like, step back approach probably respecting their boundaries pretty well (laughs) because I'm I'd say so yeah just like I'm not gonna ask first I think though my coworkers are good at like at sharing what's going on so for example uh one of the members of my team moved to North Carolina and so for a while like leading up to the move and post move had their camera off because they just didn't want us to see yeah there's shit everywhere Yeah, yeah just like didn't want to see the mess and there would be a there there we have one older guy on the team who doesn't like know the social norms as much Uh, and he'd be like why is your camera off like let's see like what's going on and they were just like my house is messy and it's like i don't want you to see it (laughs) Like, it's embarrassing for me and so That, like, don't do that. Uh, Don't, like, call someone out for keeping their camera off because they might be doing it for a reason. No, there's really a reason.
0: There's a reason. Even if the reason is I don't feel like it, that's a valid reason. Yeah, like, like Amanda
1: Nielsen tweeted. She's like, you have your camera on in the audience. I'm pantsless in the kitchen making tacos. Like, we're different. Yeah, we're not the same. We're not the same.
0: It's okay. Like, you don't have to explain it to somebody. And if somebody asks, like, I'm over it
1: today. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I just... I look like shit My, today, I look like a fucking potato. Like, I don't want you to yeah. see this. <laughs> it's, well, it's tough because it it's like, I don't think I have Zoom fatigue. I just have like meeting fatigue, like generally. Yeah. I'm like, this doesn't have to be a meeting. You yeah. just don't, like, it just doesn't have to be a meeting. Like it could have been an yeah. email, it could have been a video. I think also just like asynchronous video, people aren't really like catching on to very quickly, but it's fine, it's a different, that's a different story. <laughs>
0: A lot of my meetings are external because I manage some of the vendor relationships or like our agency relationships. So that's always interesting. And I almost feel like sometimes I know, they know my personality more than, or like how I like to work or whatever than other people in my company. I wouldn't say my coworkers, but like, I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Like interacting with people outside the company even. You're like. I think also like in terms of boundaries, A good, a good thing to practice is just like, if you Slack someone, you do not need an immediate response and you should not expect an immediate response because I know for me, I'm doing, I'm doing shit in the middle of the day because now I have the flexibility to do that and come back and work until 8 PM. If I want to take a four o'clock break and do like a virtual class or like go to a boxing class or like do something. So I think it's also just like the boundary aspect is like not everyone's working on your timeline at this point and that doesn't mean that you should not trust them. Specifically right. you should trust them to get their work done on their time. This is this could be for like people who are managers or just people who are needy coworkers but it's like because we're not sitting in the office and you don't see someone sitting at their desk doesn't mean that they're not doing their job. Right. So don't be a douchebag.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way where I will either like I don't know. Sometimes I start really early in the morning and sometimes I'm not on till nine, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't really want to, I preach about routine a lot. Routine allows me to be flexible in other spots. Right. So I don't really want to be like, Oh, Bridget's going to be online by 8am because it's just not true all the time. And then it's not true that I'm on late all the time, but like I try to keep my slacks between like the 10 and like two or three window in there somewhere because i don't want somebody if i'm working till 6 p.m i'm nobody else is and right there's days that they are that i'm not trying not to get in my head about that kind of stuff too has been hard well everybody else is working right now and i'm like bridget just go for a fucking walk it's really, yeah. really fine
1: and some people will push it and be like do you have time right now to hop on this call and you it's hard but you can be like actually no no, no. like not right now yeah can you make, can you record me a video? Can you write it down? Can you send me an email? Can like, right. Can it wait? The Do answer isn't yeah. always, can we hop on a call right now? Because even if you need to explain it with your words, take a shot every time I say record a video, but record a goddamn video. <laughs> there are free tools that you can use. And if you are expecting a bunch of questions, then maybe meeting. Sure. Yeah. But like, cut your coworkers some slack, they'll watch your video. You can turn on the notifications that you know if someone's watching your video or not and then right. ping them if they haven't. Right. Like that in and of itself, you've used up less of your time to explain something to that person. And then you can send that video to like 17 other people, put it in yeah. the wiki, freaking documented it forever. Good for you. You didn't have to have that one meeting yeah. where you had to reiterate it over and over again.
0: Yeah, boundaries. There's just a lot of things that we can be doing ourselves to make it easier on our coworkers, workers and then in turn that also makes it back easier on yourself like yeah by you getting up and going for a walk during lunch they also feel comfortable doing that and then like I don't know I think there's a lot to be said I mean we're obviously very lucky to be in this space where it already was very flexible so it was kind of the understanding that like we get to kind of do whatever we want when we work from home and I know that a lot of companies aren't like that but I think that comes down to the individual managers of just like, hey, your people shouldn't feel chained to their desks. And if they do, they're not going to be happy or putting out good work. So,
1: Okay. My thing is, moving on, (laughs) quick transition. So my thing is I really like to be the most helpful person in the room. It's like an ego thing, but it also just like makes me feel accomplished and fulfilled when like people know that they can come to me and be like, you can do this or you know the person who can do this. And so I usually would like catch on to things uh, literally through eavesdropping, just like listening to conversations and either like butting in or like going back to my desk and like internalizing that and figuring out how I can solve that problem. And so I can't just hop into other people's Zoom links and like hop into their <laughs> meetings. <laughs> that, that's overstepping the boundaries a little bit.
0: Could you imagine? <laughs>
1: ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So what do you think is a good way to get involved in some other projects? Like be helpful, maintain those boundaries, but still get like a good pulse on what's going on uh, and see where you can, you can pop in and be helpful.
0: Yeah. There are a few things here that I've been doing in this new role. Like I said, I got early invested into like the company culture. That was more of a idea. I want to be able to inform this at this company because I wasn't able to at my last and it was a big sticking point in my last. So I was like, I'm going to fix that for myself. But it had the mm-hmm. side effect of, oh, I just get to meet people that are like minded and also care about this stuff. So that's cool. The other thing that I said earlier was build it into your goals somehow. To, guess what? Marketing, the best thing about it is we work with every team and there's a way to work mm-hmm. with every team. So, if you're really feeling like kind of isolated, go work with the other teams. they want the help they would love to hear from marketing, believe it or not. I'm actually paying attention at all hands, and I know that that sounds crazy because who pays attention at all hands? apparently not Amanda, while well, she's making breakfast, but um we love you. I'm kidding, you make your breakfast, it's probably amazing uh, <laughs> i do, I try to write down things that I like out of the success team or out of the support team that I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like I have maybe a thought there and then I go and we'll slack the head of that department and just like, hey, like I really liked this thing that you're, whatever, like whatever it is, but you have to start to understand how the whole company moves together if you are not in the office, you know what I mean? So. There's a lot of people and a lot of companies that kind of just like brush off the all-hands. I'm like, that's the only time that we're all together now, guys. Let's use it. Like, like, let's actually use it. And
1: yeah, one thing that kind of helps with the being helpful and like showing that you're helpful is also showing your work. It's easy for that to come off as egotistical, right? I'm just like, look at this thing that I did but that was one part that was a big part of the drift culture that I really, really liked was you show your work iteratively. So, uh, you don't always, you don't only show the final yeah, you product build in you, public, you build in public so that people can like make sure to stop you if you're fucking up type of thing, uh, which is really helpful just to make sure that like the final pr- like product is, is great and only needs like a few minor tre- tweaks instead of having to like redo the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and so you don't have to do that of only sharing the, the final product. But I think it's something like if you've gone out of your way to create this piece of content that uh, you picked up because you heard it on so many Gong calls, then like pinging the customer success team or the CS members who were fielding those questions and being like, hey... So this was happening on your calls, like, and I own content. Like I wanted to make sure that we document this publicly so you don't have to explain yourself over and over again, like going out of your way to actually doing, to actually do things. And that also not only makes you an asset to the company, but like, it makes you, it makes you look good and you're, you're getting better at your job. Like my biggest thing was I would talk to people who wanted to progress their careers and like wanted to take it to the next level but didn't take anything to the next level. (laughs) They just did like, and it's not like you don't have to do the job that you want for six months. Like, no, no, no. And like be a manager without being a manager. It's how can you, within the lane that you are in, make yourself more helpful. Notice what's going on around you and step up. You're not going to be stepping on anyone's toes if no one's doing it. And then you're the only one doing it. And then you're invaluable.
0: Don't be lazy. Yeah, it's solving It's proactively solving problems that don't exist, but they do exist, but like not, but they don't know it's a problem. Correct. Yeah. Like that's why you have different teams. Like,
1: yeah, but there's so much to say here. I think it's hard when you're like newer in your career and it's not like deeply ingrained in who you are of just, I'm going to go so far out of this job description just to be the best. Like, when I'm not saying that that's who me and Bridget are. Like, I think we were taught that. But I think it's something that you can do even if, even as an entry-level employee. Look at your manager's calendar and see if they have meetings coming up and ask them if they need help preparing for those meetings. Or ask if you can sit in during those meetings so you can understand what they talk about and then take an action item away from the meetings. Be responsible for your own career path. How many times can we freaking say it? But like... That's how you can start to build rapport with more people, start to be more helpful, start to be pulled into more uh, things. And then more people will know you, and then you get to create more personal relationships with people. Simple, but it's not easy. And if you are going to go out of your way to try and help other people, do not ask, How can I help? Because then you're leaving it on the person you're asking to come up with something to give you versus doing. The motherfucking work and looking at their calendar looking to see what they have coming up asking to be involved or saying or referencing a message that they posted somewhere and being like hey it looks like you're working on this thing do you need an extra pair of hands yeah don't ask how can i help yeah
0: come with something first
1: yep the cta for all of our episodes is stop being lazy and be a good person yeah that's it love bridget and love, sarah, bridget and sarah. What's in your
0: fridge right now? Tell me about your cheese.
1: I don't have a, don't have a ton of cheese in my fridge, to be honest. Um, what I'm, I'm going, going to... Fridge. Yeah, you're going home. Yeah, right yeah, today, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to my parents' house today. It's going to be tight. And they usually have... We're a big eating family. It's almost as though you had like five 12-year-old boys in a house, but instead we're fully grown adults and most of us are females. <laughs> um so that's cool that's that's the look into the on household um but i don't know if they have any good cheeses in the fridge right now i have to assume that they do because it's thanksgiving and we're not oh there's definitely brie in my parent family's house
0: actually though i did mention two weeks ago that i
1: stopped eating cheese and it
0: really yes. has cleared up my face so fuck, that's
1: it's just good. rude okay. that's
0: no it's rude it's very rude now what I do mean, i do
1: it's yeah honestly not cool I guess like
0: we're gonna try to go dairy-free but I can't do the vegan cheese it's disgusting I can't do it I tried I even tried it from Trader Joe's which is supposed it's not good
1: you're glowing so
0: (laughs) it actually does look so much better
1: okay anyway follow us on Twitter we care more about Twitter than anything else Sign up for our emails if you want to know when we drop episodes uh, or just fucking subscribe and leave us a review. Please. Thanks. Kay. Love you. Bye. Also, I know I tweeted this, but like please start
0: watching this on YouTube and listening to it.
1: (laughs) Please. We're fucking funny. (laughs) It
0: takes so long for me to do and I really like to keep doing it. I don't know. We're going to have to figure out the audience thing there, but it's fun and uh, we like you. So, can love you bye.